podcast is not for the weak-minded or easily offended. You're listening to the Rancho Ramos podcast. This episode, as always, contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. episode 1.5 there's a couple things that i forgot to mention that i left out that i remember you know brainstorming talking to my brother and stuff and uh, one of them was uh i had an uncle uh he's still alive he's, he's, he's back in mexico now but my tío miguel he was the youngest of all the brothers from my mom's side he was a baby and he would come and go uh you know from mexico and come here and get money and send it back and at one time he was living with us and stuff and one day, uh, my brother, he would always suffer from, like, ingrown toenails and shit. And he would tap it on somewhere, and, like, you know, he'd start crying and shit because it was fucking painful and shit. And one day, I think, I don't know if I opened the door, and it hit him. And so he started crying like crazy. And there used to be a big bedroom, and we all slept there. It was huge. So we had my uncle would sleep there. We would sleep there. My parents were sleeping, like, in the living room at that time because it was a one-bedroom. But um, my brother was crying shit like crazy and shit. And then uh, my stepdad came and he just, he had a fucking, the weightlifting belt that he hit my mom with, he had that shit and he started whipping the shit at me like 10 times, just out of nowhere, you know, without even asking what the fuck happened. He had Charlie like once or twice and shit. And then my uncle, he's like, oh shit, he was scared. He thought he was gonna get fucked up too. He's like, hey, no, 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 no. Oh, Jose, Jose didn't do it. He fucking hit himself in the fucking door. He had nothing to do with it. And my step was like, oh, was like, come on, man. Like, instead of investigating what the fuck happened, he just fucked me up and whooped my ass, you know? And also, what he would do that I left out is, um, he would be driving around and he'd be arguing with my mom and shit. And we'd drive. And he just fucking park, and he would just start. My mom won't be on the passenger side. He'd just start swinging at her and punching her in the face, punching her in the body, elbowing her and shit, just fucking her up, beating her up and shit. And one time we were like by the Humane Society in San Gabriel, like on that side street, and uh, some white lady. Luckily, she came out and said, "Hey, stop it! What are you doing? You know, and that will fucking stop it." He would just drive around and, and just beat her ass and just, you know, just hit her and shit. And we'd be in the fucking back. It'd be fucking sad. We'd be fucking scared. You know, he'd be fucking hitting, hitting my mom. We're right there in the, you know, front row while he's fucking her up and hitting her and shit, you know. And he, we just want him to fucking stop. And luckily the lady fucking stopped him that one time, you know. He'd always be fucking beating her and shit. And that's one of the things that happened and shit. And then my brother, I spoke to him recently and he was telling me that uh, he remembers that one day, I guess, my stepdad, you know, really beat my mom. He beat the fuck out of her really bad. It was, you know, when he would come home, and I mentioned that he would come home drunk on, on payday, spend most of his fucking money on, on the fucking co-workers and shit. He'd be all drunk, and, you know, they'd be arguing, like, what the fuck? Like, why are you home late? And he'd just start, you know, beating the shit out of her and shit. And one day, it went too far where she was like, you know what, fuck this. And we ended up going to Maggie's house, which was the fifth house that I mentioned earlier. And we went there. I remember that uh, 
Death Family was really cool. They they took us in, no questions asked. It's cool, you know. And we fucking spend the night there because it was it was too fucking crazy at home, you know. It was like too fucking crazy with uh, with this guy, you know. We we didn't have his weed. He'd beat the fuck out of us uh, when he was drunk. He'd come home, beat the fuck out of us. So it was always just fucking constant fucking turmoil and shit. And I remember one time we used to have a dog. And uh, his name was George, and he was real cool. He was a beagle chow chow mix. So he looked like a beagle, but he was furry, and his tongue had spots and shit. He's my favorite dog. And one time we had my cousins come over and shit from my my mom's side. My tio Tonio, he had like fucking maybe like eight kids, ten kids. I don't know how many fucking kids, but uh, my cousin Joy, he came over, and he opened the sliding glass door, and that's where my dog George was. And he tried to pet George, and George bit him, which is, that's what the fucking dog's supposed to do. He doesn't fucking know him. So my stepdad um, cornered, cornered George, and he started fucking him up with a stick, just fucking beat his ass. The dog doesn't know why the fuck he's beating his ass. The dog's doing his job protecting. So long story short, uh, fucking Joey had to go to the hospital. He got stitches in his hand and shit. He was fine, you know, but my stepdad got so upset that that, same day we ended up going it was me my brother Charlie and him and his like 79 fucking Corolla station wagon we went up to fucking Lake Lake and he just fucking dropped them off right and I remember when he fucking just dropped them off there in the park we're leaving and it's a station wagon and we're leaving and I fucking look back and I see George running coming and coming you know trying to catch us and shit man that shit just fucking broke my heart man and recently I remember watching a movie where that happens, where the dog is like running after the fucking uh, the, the people, man, I, I, that that shit got to me. I started crying. I told I told my wife, you know what, that shit brings flashbacks. Fun, you know, we dropped off my my dog and he was running. Like, why are you leaving us? He's like trying to catch up to us. Was in, and I'm looking back and I see him and I'm seeing fucking just running. And good thing my my stepdad, you know, at that time I guess it really touched him too, and he just stopped and we picked him up and we took him back home with us and shit. And, but that was really fucked up, man. It, was, it really fucking sucked because it's not his fault. He's a dog. He's doing his fucking job, you know. It shit happens, you know. He's protecting the fucking house. He doesn't know him. And then the really fucked up thing that had been happening. We had we had George. You know, he was in the house. He was cool. And then my stepdad. We used to live in the driveway. We were the second house. And we used to have like a fucking fence and add like a wooden door. And he opened the wooden door. And went, no, 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 close that shit. He's gonna fucking run out. No, no, he's not gonna run out. Run to the street. He's gonna run to the back to the fucking parking lot. No, 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 close that shit. Next thing you know, he fucking opens the door. George runs out, darts straight up up the fucking driveway. And I'm in the house. I fucking run out. I open the door. I run to the driveway. George runs all the way up the fucking driveway. I stand in the fucking driveway and I'm looking up. I'm looking straight ahead and fucking I see George cross the street right in front of me. He gets run over by a fucking foreigner. It was fucked up, man. There's like a fucking like a speed bump. That fucking foreigner fucked him up. That fucking foreigner kept going. I fucking cross the street to the other side and I see my dog and he's fucking, he's got shit all over himself. He's fucking, he's pissing blood. He's like, he's fucked up internally, you know, and he's still trying to, to get up and, and, and fight, you know? So what we do is I told myself, I see, I fucking told you, why the fuck did you let him out? You know? So we got him and we took him to the humane society. My stepdad was just going to fucking drop him off. And so we get off, we leave him there. 
And luckily, there's a guy there. Is hey man, what the fuck are you leaving me here for? And, oh, we have run over. We can't fucking see him here. Take him to a fucking vet, you know. So we pick him up, and we're going to a vet that was open 24 hours. That the the human society guy told us, the officer, and we were driving there, and we're fucking trying to get there. And then my stepdad says that he looked in the in the, in the rearview mirror, and George was in the back of the station wagon in the in the rear compartment and shit. And he says that fucking that George looked up and he looked at us. Then he went down, and then that's when he died. So by the time we got to the to the veterinarian, he was dead already. So we went home, and it was fucked up. He he was dead already, and I, I opened his mouth. I looked at his gums. His gums were pale, so he was dead. So we ended up fucking digging a hole in the back, uh, in the back of our house, because we had our yard and shit. We had a basement, and we dug a hole, and we ended up burying him. But it was really fucked up. Right there, I, I fucking cried, man. That was the first time that I experienced death, you know, like in my family, because that was my family. I love the dog. He was real fucking cool, man. And my, my sibling didn't give a fuck, you know. He, he fucking died, and he let the dog get run over. It was really fucked up, man. That that really affected me. But I mean, I kept going because that introduced me to like death, you know. L- luckily, thank God, I, I haven't had anybody close to my family pass away. But it's inevitable, you know. We're, we're all getting older, we're getting sick. It could be me, it could be anybody. But that really introduced me into, you know, like losing a, a family member because he was a family member. I loved him. He loved me. Like, like I said, dogs, cat animals, they're here for us. Like, give you unconditional love. They're like fucking humans like us, like backstabbing, fucking, you know, that don't give a fuck about you. They love you. That's all they're here just to give us love. And all we got to do is give them love in return because that's, that's all they're here for. But that was a really fucked up story, man. But. We 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 ended up burying him, and then I ended up getting like his favorite like like tennis ball that he would fucking play with or stuffed animal, and, and I put it in the box, and I I drew him, and I I put the box in the in the basement underneath. There were some stairs that went to the basement. I'm I'm pretty sure those that box is still there with him. I think I got a couple of his hairs, and I put him in there and stuff. And but it was just really really fucked up, man. And that's one of the things that also that I had to, I had to go through. My neighbors thought it was funny, you know, but not everybody has a heart. They thought, oh, why are you laughing about the, why are you crying about the fucking dog? It's not a big deal, but man, man it's a really fucking big deal. Anybody who knows who's, who's lost an animal, it's fucked up, man. It's like a family member, but not, a, so not everybody's going to take it the same way, you know, because not everybody's got a, I got a big fucking heart. I, I got a heart. I got lots of fucking heart. And that's why it really affected me. But, you know, rest in peace, George. Had a bunch of cool fucking times with that dog, man. But anyway, man, uh, this was, like I said, it was episode, this is a bonus episode. It was only 10 more minutes, but just some shit that I remembered of, uh, of my family. But that fucking weightlifting belt that he fucked me up with and he beat my mom with that one time and I fucking wrestled his ass with. I'm an artist, like, as, as you know, man, I fucking do tattoos, I fucking draw, I paint, I fucking do music, I fucking do everything. Anything to do with arts, I can do it, man. And uh, around that time, it was like that fucking Chucky movie. So on, the, on that fucking weightlifting belt, I drew Chucky with a fucking knife and then I drew the letters of Chucky. So that fucking weightlifting belt had fucking Chucky on it, like drawn on the motherfucker. I drew it with like some pens, but that shit looked fucking cool. But that motherfucker, that was a fucking Chucky weightlifting belt that he used to fuck us up with. I knew, I kind of had an idea that he wasn't really my dad and shit because the way he treated me, the treatment was totally fucking different. Everyone knew. My homie Slick would be like, hey, why the fuck do they treat you like that, man? They treat you different. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Uh, and even my neighbor, my neighbor Psycho, Eddie, he'd be like, yeah, man, they fucking treat you different, man. Why the fuck do you think, you know? 
And what they told me was my oh you have a you have a different last name because they fucked up when we registered you and shit they put the fucking wrong last name and shit so I kind of believed it and shit but somehow I always knew like fuck this can't be my dad he fucking's always fucking me up and treating me differently you know so that's what always would happen but I remember one time once I was playing football I got fucking huge I was huge man I used to weigh two. 210 and I was 510 but I was fucking solid solid as fuck my stepdaddy would even tell, ask Charlie my brother hey is he fucking uh, using drugs or what the fuck he's fucking huge like no he's not using drugs he's just fucking eating and shit I would just eat fucking eggs and potato eggs and weenies and shit every morning and then I just fucking hit the gym man and fucking nose fucking solid as fuck and around that time man like it was like around the time when he when he when he whipped my mom with the fucking belt he thought it was all crazy and shit and one time um we used to have our, our washer and dryer And then we had the restroom and the kitchen It was pretty close And um, I remember one day He just started getting crazy with my brother Charlie And he just started giving him fucking body blows Like fucking putas was hard man And he was like fucking Let me see if I was 17 He was about 14 or 15 and shit And he's fucking him up I said you know what fuck this I had enough of this shit So I went up to him and I fucking pushed him, and, I, and he fucking flew, man. If it wasn't for the fucking uh, restroom door, he would have fucking fallen on his ass. I, I pushed his ass about eight feet, man. Is what I because I was a fucking lineman, I was a defensive lineman, so I had that pop, man. I hit his ass right in the fucking chest. He fucking flew, and he just fucking fell on the floor. He just looked at me, and he just stopped, man. Like fuck, it just it just froze him. Like what the? He, he felt the power and the pop, you know. And that's one thing that I, I still have from, like, all my training and all my weightlifting and all that shit. I still have that. Like, when I used to work at the dealership, my homie uh, Felix, shut off Felix, fucking, he, we were talking about UFC. And she's like, I don't know how these motherfuckers let the fools be on top of them. Yeah, you just push them off. He said, no, you can't push them off. I'm like, trust me, dog. If you fucking lay on me, I'll push your ass off. He said, all right, fool, let's see. And I laid on my back. And he put all his fucking weight, like dead weight. He used to know how to do that shit. He would just make himself like dead weight. He's put his, his whole fucking body on me, dead weight. Sure enough, dude, I boom, I pushed his ass off me. I must have pushed him off like three feet off my ass. Like, oh shit. And it's that pop, man. And just, just like I said, man, I've been naturally strong all my fucking life. I've been naturally strong and I've still carried that to this day. But yeah, man, it, it's just, it's just, just fucked up. But when I, when I hit his ass like that, he just like, boom, he stopped. Because once we got older and, and I was working out, that shit really would calm him down. He's lucky I never beat his ass. I think if I would have known that he wasn't my dad, I would have fucked him up. But since I didn't know that he was my dad, I would even tell him, like, look, man, I fucking feel sorry for you. I'll fuck you up, but I feel sorry for you because I'll fucking destroy you. I can kill you. with If I fucking hit you in the head, I'll kill you. But I fucking feel sorry for you. So I never fucked him up like that. But one time, once I was living with my wife, when she was my girlfriend, she got pregnant. I went, ended up going to my mom's house and shit. I lived with them. And one day, fucking, my stepdad got crazy with my brother. My brother told him, like, I'm embarrassed of being your son or some shit. And then there was a long ass hallway and a fucking a couch. And my brother was, like, behind the couch. Next thing you know, my stepdad fucking runs at him, dude. He does, like, a flying drop kick. And he kicks up, and my, my brother just looks down. I'm like, what? What the fuck was it? Like? He didn't even phase him. He just looked down like, what the fuck? They start getting down. Dude, my brother starts punching him in the fucking head, fucking him up. My stepdad rushes him, like, to his legs and shit. And Charlie just keeps punching him. Boom, boom. I tell my wife, hey, you know what? Go, run in the room. T take Noah. Take my son in there. Take my son in there. So he took Noah in the room, and they just kept getting down. I just stopped him. I'm like, fuck it. He, you know, he's, 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 he's 
show him what's up. You know, he, he was beating his ass since he was a kid. He let his ass fuck him up. Now, fuck it, sort of fuck him up. And we had like a five gallon like water dispenser. That shit fell on the floor. There's fucking water all over the floor. They're all slippery and fucking punching each other, man. But I fucking let him, you know, because hey, he fucked him up. He broke his fucking arm when he was a little kid. So fuck it, you know. Hey, enough is enough, man. Fuck it. He, he let him up. My brother ended up fucking him up later on in life too, like recently, a couple, three years ago, man. But because, you know, because it was, and I understand, you know, my brother, it's fucked up that it's his own dad. But man, like, you know, like it's always fucking years of abuse, mental abuse. And you ain't shit. You're fucking stupid. It's stupid though. Like, that's just not cool. That That's just not positive. You know, like I tell my son, like, don't, like, don't be stupid. I don't say, I don't say you're stupid. I say, you don't, don't want to fuck up. But I, you, you, you don't, you're not supposed to fucking uh, make your kids feel like shit. Like you're supposed to empower them and you can fucking do anything. Come on, man. I know right now you're fucking up, but come on, step it up, man. You could do it. Not fucking out of right off the bat. Well, for me, everyone's different. For me, if you call me stupid, I'll fucking show you I'm not stupid. I'll show you. Like my mom will tell me, like, oh, you, you didn't do shit with that. Nah, I'm not dead yet. When I'm fucking dead and you and I fucking get cremated and shit, that's when you fucking, you say I didn't do shit. Because back in the day, like, I would think, like, oh, I envision, like, fuck, like, a 57 fucking, um, Curse Cadillac curse And shit Those old school ones With the fence That's my wife Yeah you know Wear me one of those Have music and shit And how I'm gonna make a CD Of all the shit That I like You know Like the Morrissey There's a song There's a CD That's called Songs to save your life So I'm still gonna do that shit When I die I wanna have like Fucking a bunch of Like an, a CD With a bunch of MP3s So people can listen To shit that will Save their life That I used to Fucking listen to All my badass cuts All the bad, best shit That I listen to That's still gonna happen But as far as Like a fucking funeral Man I don't got friends. Don't fucking call me. Friends don't, you know, they don't fucking communicate with me and shit. Not because of the fucking corona, you know. Motherfuckers know I'm different and shit. They know that shit. And I'm not gonna start no crazy shit at their house. And when I have a fucking house, I'm gonna have a fucking party. And I'm gonna invite all you motherfuckers. It's gonna be fucking bad. I got my dark wave project. What I'm gonna do with him? We got the rockabilly shit, psychobilly shit. So it's gonna be fucking bad. And, and like I said, if you're my friend. Uh, if you, I don't give a fuck if you're in fucking Bakersfield, I'm gonna go fucking pick you up. Believe me, because I expect the same shit from your ass though too. Just like if we go somewhere and shit pops off, I'm gonna back you up. You better fucking back me up too, because I'm I'm ready to get down with a motherfucker, you know. But anyway, man, I know I'm from episode one to all this shit. But hey, like I said, it's Ranty Warren Ramos. Shout out to my homie, fucking Robert, for the fucking name, dog. When this shit blows up, don't worry, dog. I'm gonna take care of you, dog. But I'm going to keep on going and going. Right now, the listeners, like, fucking episode four, it's like whatever right now. But I see that from episode one to four, people are listening to it. So maybe they're, they're going to catch up to that shit later. Or sometimes people don't want to hear about the issues that are really going on. But I'm going to fucking push anything, man, because anything goes in this shit. Whatever the fuck's going on, I'm going to talk about, you know, and I'm going to just keep keep it real, man. Like, this ain't no fucking script. It ain't script. And like I said, I'm going to keep doing this shit. My face is on the fucking logo. I'm there. Just like, just like, I'm everywhere, man. Like, since from the beginning, I don't give a fuck. You like me, you don't like me. If you like me, props, peace. But like I said, out of 10 motherfuckers, two motherfuckers gonna be cool. And if you're the two, if you're the, if you're the fucking 20% out of the 100%, props to you and share the fucking podcast. You know, especially, you know, because I keep it real, man, this Chicano, all the shit that, that we've been through, people don't know about. I know, and I'm looking at the fucking demographic on my fucking anchor, and it shows mainly homies from like 30 to 40. Not too many millennials, but hey, you know, learn from our fucking mistakes, man. It's a smart, like history, you know, like everyone wants to be like, oh, history. But no, but history is his story. That's why it's called history. 
But you can learn from all this shit, man. Just like when I would watch fucking Faces of Death, I know that shit's gory, but I would watch it so I could learn and not fuck up and do that shit. Like, not get fucked up and go into the alligators. Not get fucked up and shoot your fucking brains out. A lot of people are afraid of that, that shit, but that's fucking real life. And real life is life and death. Real life is fucking drama. I love fucking drama, so stay posted. Like I said, man, follow the Instagram at Ranting with Ramos. My personal one is Deathblow, D-E-T-H-B-L-O-W-1. That's where I got all my personal shit. I'm, I haven't really been on that shit, but once the concerts start coming around, I'm going to bust in concerts and shit. First row of concerts, man. You're going to see fucking first row of fucking Morrissey, first row of The Cure, all the fucking dark wave, cold wave, goth fucking acts that I check out, man. But also, I have a SoundCloud if you want to check out my music. I don't have any lyrics. It's all music and shit. Or if you need music for a podcast, you need music for commercials, hit me up. I'm on SoundCloud at DeathBlow1. And also, lastly, check out the uh, the podcast. Follow it, subscribe, rate it. It makes it better. If it sucks, what you know? If you have any questions for me, let me know, and I'll answer them for you. As you know, and I keep it real. Like I said, I'm here just to fucking keep it real and just be myself, like I've always been these fucking forty years of my life. You know. The way I look at it, I only got about 20, 25 years left, so I got to leave something here, man. So, man, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you guys on The Rebound on SN.